podcast, software and technology, my favorite topic. So psyched for this episode. So let's dig in. Now, let's start this episode off with a little disclaimer. I'm going to go into the weeds here because I'm a technology geek at heart. But you as a business owner listening to this right now, you probably won't need to concern yourself with everything I'll be describing here because you probably got bigger fish to fry, which is something that we're very well aware of at Spotlight Podcasting. So usually when you work together with clients, we try and actually make the technology as dead simple and straightforward for people so they don't have to concern themselves. So that's, say, for example, why we take care of the whole media hosting part of things. In most cases, like people don't even know, need to know where their media ho- is hosted uh, because we take care of that for them. Nonetheless, you know, people like to know how the sausage is made, and I think it's helpful. And specifically, let's start off with tools you can use to record your own voice solo, whether that's during an interview or for a solo episode. Now, we actually recommend that every participant in an interview recording actually records their own voice solo, if possible, using one of these tools. And then later on, a production team like ours will basically take all those individual recordings and mix them all together. They'll all be treated individually as they've all been recorded in different sound environments. And so if you're on a Mac, you already have a tool pre-installed called QuickTime. So QuickTime allows you to record both video and audio. Obviously, in this instance, uh, we're just using it to record audio and it's free. It's already installed. It's fantastic. Uh, So you can use that. There's another tool that I actually prefer to QuickTime, which you can find on the Mac App Store. It's not pre-installed. You'll have to go to the Mac App Store, Uh, but it's called Recordia. And at the time of recording, I think it costs $1. (laughs) But the great thing about this app is it lives in your system tray and it allows you to assign a keyboard shortcut to it. So anytime you think of recording something, or if you just need to start recording, you can simply use that keyboard shortcut to start recording. It's a very simple app. It just does one job and it just does it really well. If you're on PC, uh, you can use Windows Audio Recorder which is also pre-installed, it's free. So that's for recording your own audio. Um, When it comes to recording uh, an interview remotely, there are some great platforms out there like Riverside, Squadcast, and Zencaster. However, usually what we recommend people do is, is simply use Zoom. As Zoom has just become so widely used and adopted, we find the less friction you have with your guests, the better. And it's one less platform for them to figure out and understand. So usually what we we have people do is they record their interviews over Zoom. There's a setting in Zoom that allows you to make sure that those audio recordings are all separate. So each person, each participant also has their own individual audio files. Now, at the same time, we still recommend recording your audio separately using those tools previously mentioned, like QuickTime or Recordia or Windows Audio Recordia, because the audio quality will be higher, will be better. The Zoom audio is usually passable, um, but it does tend to compress the audio a little bit, which can be noticeable. And also, if you have a shaky internet connection, that can also cause issues as well. But as long as you are recording that audio natively, as previously described, then that's fine. So now you have those files recorded, you'll want to have a way of sharing them with your producer or production team. And we found that Dropbox is the best option for this. Now, there are lots of other platforms for recording remote interviews like Squadcast, Zencaster, what's the other one? Riverside, that's it. 
And, uh, you know, even though they seem to be cool platforms, I've actually found that, well, A, you know, it introduces more friction if you're bringing on interview guests and they've got to familiarize themselves with another platform. But actually also just through me, well, a couple of things, right? Through my own testing, I've noticed that recording natively produces better quality audio than what these platforms churn out. So that's one thing. The other thing is, at some point, a lot of these platforms run into some sort of technical issue. A very common one being something called audio drift, which is basically where your audio goes out of sync. So for those reasons, we just stick to Zoom. You know, everyone's familiar with it. it just works. It's very reliable. But also, essentially get everyone on the call to record their own audio natively. And then just ping it over to us on Dropbox. Now, in most cases, with the clients that we work with at Spotlight Podcasting, what I've just described is all you really need to know. You need to know the software and the tools in order to record things. But then essentially everything after this, like we take care of. So what I'm going to now describe is everything kind of just below the hood uh, for, <laughs> for most people. So when it comes to editing, a great tool that's quite recent that's uh, been developing at a very rapid rate uh, is called Descript, uh, which you can find at Descript.com. It's incredibly impressive. What it essentially does is it transcribes your audio for you, and then it allows you to edit that audio by editing the transcript. So if you delete words, sentences, it will remove them from the audio as well. It also allows for transcript correction. It does. It has a very intuitive video editor as well. It even allows you to record and synthesize your voice so that you can actually type words out and it will say them in your voice. On occasion, sometimes we'll use Descript as part of our workflow, especially where we might have a client that's quite particular about which sections they want to include or exclude from their episodes. And there are a lot of other audio editing tools out there, but I would say Descript is probably the most accessible of all. And so when it comes to audio editing tools, a lot of people, when they get into this, they start off, uh, start out using Audacity, which is a cross-platform tool, which is free to download. Then there's also Hindenburg and Adobe Audition. And then there's Reaper, uh, which is what we use, uh, which is my favorite. We actually record our own content in Reaper as well as edit it, but it does have quite a steep learning curve to it. Uh, we also use another piece of software called Isotope RX. This allows us to improve the audio quality of our recordings. So it allows us to remove background noise, hiss, sibilance, improve the EQ, and it allows us to create like an audio fingerprint for each person's sound environment and voice as well. So that's the way that we deal with uh, recording, editing, and production. And the next thing that is required uh, to, to host and distribute a podcast is media hosting. Now, the same way that you have web hosts, you have audio hosts as well. So basically, these are media hosts that are specific to podcasting. And there are a lot of these. Generally, the same way as web hosting, I mean, it doesn't really matter too much where you host it as long as it is a podcast host. That said, uh, probably the oldest and uh, I would say the Microsoft of uh, of podcasting is Libsyn. They, they host a lot of shows. I personally find their user interface a little antiquated, but they're a solid choice. I think, you know, all these different hosts, they all have their own 
strong points. Say, for example, for our agency, one of the main criteria was being able to easily manage multiple shows on a single account. And one host that does that really well, that's also introducing a lot of great features is Captivate. Captivate's the one that we currently use. We also use Spreaker for some of our shows, uh, which has a native integration with another platform called Orphonic. Orphonic is not a hosting platform, but instead it's sort of like an intermediary. So you upload audio to Orphonic and it, and it will allow you to uh, level audio and fire it off into other platforms. Other good ones uh, worth checking out are Buzzsprout, Transistor, and the list really goes on. There's also Anchor. Anchor is an interesting one. It was acquired by Spotify and it's, I think its main selling point is, well, first off, it's free. Uh, but secondly, they try and make the interface as simple and easy to use as possible. However, I'm I'm always just uh, suspicious of a free lunch. And when I've previously seen companies get acquired like this, often they'll be cannibalized or the product will just fundamentally change or be integrated into the mothership in ways that were maybe unexpected. That's why I'm a little bit wary about Anchor. So once you've uploaded your media to your audio host, your audio host will then provide you with what's known as an RSS feed, which stands for really simple syndication, which essentially is a feed that allows people to subscribe to updates. And you, you'll take this RSS feed address and submit this to Apple Podcasts and all the other podcast directories. Now, usually your, your audio host will make this simple for you, and they'll basically submit your show for you to most directories. We actually find, though, that, you know, to do a full directory submission to make sure that you're on all the platforms, it does require like a full audit uh, because there are a lot of them out there and certain platforms have different submission processes than others. You also want to make sure that your uh, podcast is obviously incorporated into your website. And so your audio host will usually provide you with the code for an embedded player, which you can use. If your website runs on WordPress, you'll be able to use a category of blog posts that identifies the posts as podcast episodes. And when it comes to managing this workflow and all these moving pieces, you've got a couple of different options. A common option that people go for is Trello, uh, which is allows you to sort of stack things in lists and cards in a Kaban style. This is often a pretty simple option to go for. There's also Asana, which also allows you to do project management. I would say a little bit more complex, but more powerful at the same time. There's Airtable, which is essentially a glorified spreadsheet, uh, which allows you to create essentially glorified spreadsheets, but it's useful for tracking the status of episodes as well as embedding like rich media. Um, one of our favorites is Notion. Uh, which essentially allows you to do what all these other platforms do, but is a lot more versatile. It allows you to include videos, uh, create tables that can also be viewed as calendars um, as well as Kaban style. So usually what we'll do is we'll create like a, a Notion dashboard for a podcast, which we'll share with our clients. And we built up this whole template that includes all the resources and the links that they need to access. Internally at our agency at Spotlight Podcasting, we actually use uh, ClickUp as we found that that is great for tracking status across multiple shows and multiple team members. But I would say it's probably a little bit more complicated than the other options I mentioned so far. When it comes to reaching out to guests, I think on a previous episode, I mentioned a Gmail plugin called Streak. That's excellent if you want to manage outreach campaigns. 
it allows you to track who's opened your emails, allows you to create templates. It allows you to do mail merges as well. And really just track all the stages of your relationship with the guests that you're reaching out to. And that wraps up this episode. There's probably 50 more platforms I could mention, but I didn't want to overwhelm people too much. If you want to find all the uh, links to the resources mentioned, the platforms, uh, you can go over to podcastingforconsultants.com forward slash software. And on the next episode, we will be talking about show notes and repurposing your podcast for maximum visibility. So until then, take care.